1: Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts,
3: Jeremy Barker,
4: Aaron Arms, and Chad Nittle. Hey, it's, uh, it's Bark and we're back. The Back Row Fantasy Show is back. And on my left is arms. Good morning. And on my right is knit. It's nice to be back from the... Hiatus. It is. The holidays kind of derail stuff. So what do we got on the uh the agenda today? Today's episode that you are listening to currently is going to be all about the back row fantasy awards. Do we get like
5: you know, There She Comes, Miss America type music? We can. Ooh, no.
4: Or we could do like Royal Regal Ric Flair entrance music. I like it. You Ooh, know on, I like the Ric Flair music. You know, on the um uh, last episode where we did the Hulk Hogan music. Yeah. When I put that episode to YouTube, it got rejected. That's hilarious because of that music. Like, how the heck does it find? How does it just that, hone that, in that
5: little spurt of the fifteen seconds of?
3: Uh, They're clearly using Shazam in their in their <laughs> in their YouTube
5: streams. Oh, I forgot about Shazam.
4: Uh, I think you're onto something there. Great so, movie, by the way. All right. <laughs> no, so it, isn't. it is a great movie. So, anyway,
3: Shaquille O'Neal. Ooh, Shaq, very,
5: very underrated as oh, director.
3: we're rejected. The Awards.
4: The Awards. The, 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 the Backrow Fantasy Awards. Brought to you in part. By Newcastle Brown Also brought to you by Camel Wide Cigarettes
3: and Grizzly Long Cut
5: Wintergreen.
4: I didn't realize this intro was this long. I didn't either.
5: It's very long, but it's okay. It takes dude like twenty minutes to walk through. And he's seventy some years old.
4: Well, you know, he 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 knows how to strut his stuff. He does, much like a lot of the players that played on your fantasy teams this year. Oh, absolutely. Let's get it rip roaring. And also, we do have Skype up and ready to go. We may make some surprise calls to anyone that's online, something we announced earlier on Twitter. We may not. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. We'll see if time permits that to happen. The interactive social media session has begun. We're an interactive show. I, I mean, we're we're a slap and tickle away from living with you. I slap mean slap and tickle. A little slap and tickle <laughs> away from living <laughs> with
3: you. That sounds exciting. I that does know. sound exciting. It does shoot you just diving into this thing you just gonna bring it in you want to talk about like uh anybody get the slap and uh, tickle for
4: christmas uh, <laughs> i, mean, I gotta ask that i guess
3: no no none, none of us are celebrating
4: championships this year are we uh i guess we should actually talk on that point let's let's i let's was tell. runner up yeah and that's and it's money and Splitting you split the, the pot
3: split the pot baby i'll take split the pot before the game anything it was a, it was a good call it was nice. a good
4: call. That was a juggernaut you're facing. Let's let the listeners know what we did. I was in seven leagues, playoffs in six out of 7 bye bi-week in three out of seven. Nice. So, I mean, great fantasy season all the way around, but I had a common denominator named Adam Thielen on just about all of those teams. And I'm not blaming it all on Mr. Thielen, but I exited the playoffs every single one of those leagues. All, all the bye week ones, immediately. As soon as I played coming off the bye, it was over. I had no Melvin Gordon. Adam Thielen was yeah. just kind of not doing his thing, and I paid for it. So number one rule of the day, from my perspective anyways, do not load your teams with the same players. Granted, I didn't do that with many players, but Thielen was a common constant on every single team well, that I have. I believe I had Thelem
5: as a as a top 5 wide receiver this year in yeah, my preseason a, rankings. Yeah, like I'm, I was very confident in him to finish as a stud. I didn't expect the season to be that
4: good as it, as it was for the right. first 60 70% of it. But he literally went from wide receiver 1 to like wide receiver 7 over the final 4 weeks of the season. Yeah. And we still got one to go. But, but I I'd, I'd venture to say, you know, you made the league you, you had him in what 6 or 7 leagues. You
3: may not, if you didn't have him I in a couple, you may not have gotten there. So, right. I mean, you, you have to, you can't Give take just, it. yeah, you can't just blame it all on one guy no, at, at the same I, I'm time when it gets
4: you there. Definitely, definitely notice the common denominator though. But that was my fantasy season in a nutshell. So I was in five leagues. Uh, two of them were takeovers,
5: really, really bad takeovers. Um, the other three, I made the playoffs out of two of them. And then, then there's the league that we were in all in together. And I made the semifinals in both uh, the both of them that I made the playoffs in. And my common denominator for the one was uh, Michael Thomas, just huge, huge letdown. I had Odell Beckham Jr. on that team. He D-N-P'd. he he laid down and decided he wasn't going to play. I, I I firmly believe he's not really hurt. To be honest with you, I think that he just doesn't want to get hurt because they're not competitive. Ooh. I, I 100% believe that. And uh, the other league, it's a 32-teamer, and, man, I faced an animal. I mean, I just faced the best team in the league. and faced thir- the animal. In 32 teams, I, I just had too many zeros, you know, too many players that put up a goose egg and with not enough time to pick anyone up whenever I found out someone else, you know, a, a running back was going to be out, and I didn't have enough time to pick it up. So uh got beat by the eventual league champion, I believe.
4: Word, Nit, who knocked me out of the playoffs in the most important league. <laughs> oh, how yes, did your, I did. How did your fantasy season go? Well, I made the playoffs in 100% of my leagues. How many leagues are you in?
3: All two of them, or okay. both. Hey, both. It doesn't them. matter There's how many leagues you're
4: in. Just I want to throw that out there, too. All these uh, analysis experts and hardcore players that are in 15 leagues, like how do you pay attention to all of them? The, I, the best thing about fantasy is finding a couple leagues you enjoy and putting everything into them.
3: Now, I will say going back to uh, not loading your team with the same players, not always true for your second-tier guys. If you have your guys you're confident in. He's going on the uh, depth,
4: uh, no, depth. No, He's right there. What did you call it last episode? Competitive depth. Competitive CD.
3: depth. If competitive you, depth. If you if you have your competitive depth guys that you're just getting at market low value early yeah. in the season, go out and get them on all, all squads. Because I mean they're your wide receiver. Like I played Alshon and I picked up Alshon for nothing in my second league, and he was my competitive depth guy. Is a 10 teamer, so but I mean a great guy to have. Not a, not going to blow you away. But if
5: you have a Odell Beckham. Exactly. And Alshon's, you know, your replacement, you're pretty satisfied. You're not stepping down that far. Mm-hmm. All
3: right? And then I loaded up with, like, uh, Philip Lindsey on you know, both squads, that sort of thing. So the competitive get that. Now, my high-end guys were totally different. Not saying I had any high-end guys in our league. <laughs> I just had a roster full of nuts. No, uh, well, we've
5: had that league for a little while, so.
3: <laughs> but, uh, hey, I don't know. I, I I don't know. It's just. Did you win the other league? At third. Third third. Play it for money, though, because there's a dollar pickup. Any sort of off-season trade, when you traded or played uh, or picked up a free agent, a dollar went in the pot, so third paid nice. out.
4: Need some money. Can we get on the website a nice little strategy chart called Ck's CD strategy. I like it. Nick. I'll give
3: you the competitive death guts. Another little thing I saw on the, on the Twitter sphere today. I, I actually dabbled on the Twitter Twitter sphere today. Whoa! Uh, there was a nice little running. Uh, uh, I don't know what they're called. <laughs> running mean? com running comment thread, thread? over. Yeah. It, it just started out. Who was your t- fantasy tight end? Oh, I saw on, that on on league championship right. teams in, in the in the common denominator.
4: You, so, you didn't see any Nate, Nate Hamilton, I think. Posted yeah, that.
3: That. yeah. Uh, the there were no bad tight ends. There were no bad tight ends. No. like yeah. you
5: may have had someone who had a a Jared Cook who finished, I believe, in the top ten. Right. I he, saw a Trey Burton in
4: there. You but know, he's,
5: he was a top ten guy. From right, mistaken. we're
4: saying bottom of the top ten still got it done for you. Baby. But one guy was like Kelsey,
3: Kelsey, Kelsey.
4: Yeah, on his three, two, several Zach Ertz guys. Uh One guy got there with Gronk. Uh, sure. I mean, Gronk did score ten a game. So I mean, we we can't. He's on our list, and we'll find out where. But you know, Gronk is still a top tight end. He's just not the top like we expected. Exactly. But,
3: but three out of the four, probably four out of the five responses were Gronk. Or excuse me, four out of the five responses were Ertz, Kittle, Kelsey. Essentially, those three guys. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's kind of how it went down the chart, and, and then
5: you had your Gronk every now and again, your Jared Cook. Every- I I, first, I did not see a anyone who had a bad tight end i didn't see and i don't think ricky seals jones is terrible but nobody made i didn't see anyone say yeah i want it with ricky seals i saw no. one guy
3: i saw it yeah, right and but but i did see one guy say like he streamed evan ingram and austin hooper i'll buy that which i mean that, those are really, that's a good yeah, tight end if you can match those guys up in the right way and predict their their week-to-week uh point output right that's that's a good quality tight end overall so Hey, I've always believed in tight end quality. I just love that thread and loved reading through it just just to confirm what I always thought I knew. I, I got you through have good tight
5: probably, I want to say there's like 50 replies that I got through. And I, once again, didn't see anyone, any bad tight ends in that whole list. Nah, no, no. The, the I mean, one of the I worst one is uh, that I saw was probably. Ebron. The, it, well, <laughs> not Ebron the worst, but, was, but I was the Ingram and Hooper uh, combo. That was probably the worst one I saw. And you're talking about
3: combo and the number six, seven I guy. Did
5: have a guy who
3: and he ended up Street. like
5: four people and in, finished with uh, the championship with Cameron Braid. I'm like. Wow, you work the waiver wire, my friend. Yeah, you work that waiver wire. But that—that's someone who's
3: in-season management. And shoot, that's another—that's another thing to talk about. Whenever you're trying to get to a championship, I feel like that's how I—not—that's not how I beat you. That's how I got to the playoffs. Was in-season management. I made my run, made my trades, matched up players that need to be matched up. There, you can't just draft it and forget it. There's no draft. It forget it. You have to end season management on the waiver wire through trades, and just watching matchups. It's a little it's a, That's the exciting part to me.
4: Agreed. Yeah. Yes. It's all exciting. But but that being said, it's been a long, grueling season, and I'm and I'm okay with seeing it end. I am okay with seeing it end. I'm ready to get to off season projections. I'm ready to get to some uh, trading and reconfiguring my team a little bit. Not that I think it needs to happen. I mean, I. I got a first-round buy in the playoffs in my main league. But when you stop making moves is when you fall behind. And I'm ready to make some moves this offseason. I'm uh, ready to uh, take Thielen and maybe move him. Maybe to move – ready to move a little Diggs and who knows, maybe even Melvin Gordon. So I, I don't know. That's I, I'm funny just you ready say to, that but because I'm sitting here with, in, in that
5: league, Kamara and Michael Thomas, and I'm like, you know. I wouldn't move him. I don't want to move him. I wouldn't. But if the opportunity is right and the player – you know, the, Correct. If if I can get some quality guys out of you know, say three real 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 high quality guys draft Arms picks is
4: out of them, all about those quality guys.
5: You know, versus <laughs>
4: mm, you know,
5: just having meaty. two two absolute studs. It, it, it might not be a terrible move. I have to see how uh, see what offers come in the off season. Love getting a stud in the oh,
4: offseason. season. Quality meat. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I, I'm actually looking to. I'm hoping to maybe turn my Thielen shares into some Michael Thomas shares. I'm probably gonna have to pay up a little more, but I'm gonna make some moves. I'm gonna make some head scratching surprising moves this offseason. Well, I got Michael Thomas. How much you got out of Thielen, Let's talk, baby. We can talk right after the episode. we can we can we can see what else I need to pay up to to make that happen. but it, it, halfway through the season, dead even trade, yeah, but the age factor i I mean, yeah, no, Michael I'm Thomas, they're so they were so close even midseason, like they were both so good. Even I wouldn't have been like, well, yeah, I'll give you Michael Thomas straight up for Thielen. I would have needed something more to take on that extra four years of age. Yeah, not not to. the four years is a huge deal, but not particularly wide receiver. Right at running back, it's it's catastrophic.
5: The difference between twenty six year old and thirty year old is is mind blowing. So, anyhow,
4: Bark, any and let's uh, let's talk fantasy awards. And I know that me and Arms are on the same page, haven't got a chance to talk to Nittle yet because me and Arms were here five minutes uh, before Nitt walked in and had just enough time to talk about who our fantasy player of the year was. It was Patrick Mahomes, man. I know he was on my team, but the fantasy player of the year in my eyes was a guy that was drafted where arms
5: Pick one hundred and six on my fantasy league. That's a se- that's the end of the seventh round. Uh, pick seven ten. He was the fifteenth quarterback off the board. People that were waiting on quarterback. Some people were taking a second quarterback before Patrick Mahomes came off the board. Yep. T- think for just one moment how much of a value you got out of that guy. I mean, he went from someone who literally he's a flyer. We thought really right. highly of him. I think all of us had him in our top ten. And we loved him in the off and he he, quarterback he number exceeded one exceeded our expectations by uh, I want to say a fairly wide margin. I want to say it was uh, in our league particularly six league points format. a game. Yeah, it was um, eighty seven point difference in,
4: in our league format. Yeah. And I got him in an auction league for fifteen bucks, I think. Whereas some other quarterbacks went as high as fifty some dollars in an auction league. Yeah. I, and the whole league said I stole him, but I'm like, why'd you let me? Like, why did you let me
5: steal him? At no point with Patrick Mahomes did you ever look at his stat line and
4: think, God, he just lost me that week. Never. I mean – Week 15 hurt me a little – not because he had a bad week. I was he say, had an off week by his standards. I
5: was gonna say week fifteen, he was quarterback
4: number six. Right, which is fine, which is yeah, great.
5: Th- th- you're ecstatic with but that. But he but he at- averaged a four
3: point he four, averaged, averaged point score than the number two guy. Right. I yeah. mean he was that much better than number two. Well, the, the only argument I have, which
4: I I agree. I'll go ahead and say I fully agree. So Patrick, I was getting ready to ask if you had a different take on it.
1: There's
3: one other guy in the conversation. If we were doing the Heisman thing, the Heisman invite, I would have I would invite one other person. I wouldn't just run it away with Patrick. And it's Christian McCaffrey, just because he led running backs ADP ten. I, I think he is ADP 10, 8, something like that running back this year. I mean, the guy, and that's kind of something that we predicted. Preseason was if he gets the touches in the run game, he should re- maintain in the receiving game, getting the end zone, etc. And the guy goes out and outperforms Todd Gurley through sixteen weeks. Pretty amazing. I give him the invite
5: to our little MVP ceremony, but it's Patrick. Mahomes. And the the big major thing about Christian McCaffrey is even the great Todd Gurley had a single digit week. Right, yeah. Zeke left you with a single-digit week. You know, Saquon Barkley, he left you with a single-digit week. Christian McCaffrey never did. Well,
4: McCaffrey didn't kill you in the playoffs either. Like, if you were a Gurley owner and you did not have him because he was out uh, for that week of the playoffs, like, McCaffrey, to me, I've got McCaffrey as my honorable mention, basically my runner-up for player of the year. So I'm glad you mentioned that. I have him down. If it was not for Patrick Mahomes, it was Christian McCaffrey as the player of the year in fantasy.
5: I, I actually agree with you guys one hundred percent on that. And I'm not a big Christian McCaffrey fan. And I, I will go ahead and kind of put this as a sidebar and say we do play PPR. You know, I, I don't know where he yeah, ranked in non PPR. Highly based I'd on PPR, i say it's pretty, you know, fairly close. But I mean, McCaffrey was was just a, a huge bright spot on that Carolina offense and on any fantasy squad.
3: And yeah, even but, when even when Carolina was bad through the end of the season, I mean five or six game losing streak, he was still good. Fantasy was still on
4: fights That's when he probably got his hottest streak because second they were half of the it. season he went nuts with the the running yards as well. I mean, put him over a thousand yards rushing. Like you you can't tell me in fantasy land that you definitely saw McCaffrey run him for 1,000 yards.
5: We more. were talking preseason at like 700 yards would be satisfied because he's right. going to be a top-five guy with 700 yards rushing. he had been a top-five guy in PPR.
3: Absolutely. 13 touchdowns, 1,900 yards total.
5: Wow. That's through Week
3: 16. I mean, he's – well, it, it's 18 fi- – uh, uh, let me do some quick math. No, I mean, he's got a chance to be a 2,000, a 2000 total yard player this year. And I mean, he'd have to have a monstrosity receiving game, but he's going to go 900 yards receiving and probably right. uh,
4: 1150 on the ground. I mean, that's – He has an outside shot to do what David Johnson wanted to do this season.
3: Dude, that, that's – not completely out of nowhere, but you just didn't see the 1,000 yards on the
4: ground. There you go. You just right. didn't I see I agree 100%. It. Yep, and he still put up the catches. And before we move on, let's uh, – Let's do a little something real quick. Do a little something. We're going to do a little something.
3: Do a little. So- I don't know what it is, but give me that something. We're working on it. <laughs> You're just Foster.
4: So- You're just popping. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Fantastic. Ooh, comes through good. So, folks, we have Chris Foster, who is our uh, writer for the Back Row Fantasy Show on the website. He runs the boards for us which you've done a great job. I know we already thanked you on Twitter, but there's never enough thanks to go around. But real quick, Chris, uh, we are going to contact a few folks that are available on the Skype and find out how your fantasy season went across all your leagues. Granted, we don't have a ton of time, but Chris, how was your fantasy season this year? What did you do in your leagues? Did you win any championships? Why didn't you? And just tell us why.
0: Oh, well, thanks for having me on, guys. It's a pleasure to be with you as always. You're
4: part of the back oh, row, bro. You're going to be on anytime you want.
0: I appreciate it. Uh, mm-hmm. hey, you know well, I had, you know, I I had a pretty uh a pretty decent year. I uh, had two two championships, uh two second places, two third places, two fourths. Nice. Uh, Not bad and, at all. And, and a couple of, a couple that weren't quite as good as that. But uh I'm filing those away as uh as learning opportunities, if you know <laughs> what I mean.
4: Same. We we just <laughs> talked earlier, which you'll hear on the recording, like there is no championships at this table this year, which is sad, but we've got a lot of playoff berths, like 95% playoff rate and no championships. And and I, uh, I figured out part of the reason is uh, for me was Adam Thielen. I had Adam Thielen shares in a lot of leagues, and I lost a lot of those games by – the points that Adam Thielen had been putting up through the first 13 weeks of the season. So there's always a common denominator that makes you go, "Man, he got me there, but then he killed me when I got there."
0: Yeah, the regression was bound to happen, right, with him. Yeah,
4: unfortunately.
0: You know, yeah, it just, you know, I mean, he's a he's a great receiver and he, you know, he just uh, but with uh, the changes that happened on that offense, you know, with it, you know, struggling with uh, D. Filippo having him get uh, having him get removed and and uh, you know trying to be more run run centric, you know, they they it was it was bound to happen. That regression was going to happen. But
3: the writing uh, was on the wall. Yeah. The, the by writing, by the week writing 15, was, it, if not week 14-ish, well, uh, the not, writing was on. Not
4: that. only was the writing on the wall, the audio was on the internet of Nit saying exactly what was going to happen in Minnesota once <laughs> DeFilippo got a canned. He said, it's Dalvin Cook time. Sell your shares of Adam Thielen while you can. Guess who didn't listen? This guy right here. I didn't listen to you, Nitt. <laughs> yeah, no and need then you whipped the, me uh, into playoffs. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> yeah,
0: that you happens. had it.
3: Dude, congratulations My, on the two wins, two two second plays. That's big that's big money. That's big money. Yeah. Hang your hat on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, I I I, I think i I managed to uh to f- make sure that I've got some cash to play next year.
4: <laughs> right. That's what, that's basically what I did. Like, "Hey, you want enough cash to pay your league fees for next year? Would you like to do that?" Like, "Absolutely, I would." So I have yeah. empty pockets but very few fees due uh in June. Very good. Well, I think my... Silver linings. Over- yeah, absolutely.
0: Overall, my my biggest mistake is... My biggest mistake was
4: Gronk. I was getting ready to ask you if you wanted to give us your uh, your favorite player that you didn't see coming, and then your most hated player that you didn't see coming. So we'll chalk up Gronk as your most hated player that you did not predict. Nobody could predict, you know. Yeah. I'm sure a few people out there did, but... Everybody's going to take their fifty-fifty stab in the dark, but if Gronk was your your guy that you were disappointed in, who uh, who on your teams or on your team, I should say, was somebody you didn't expect much out of, and they gave you more than you uh, bargained for?
0: Well, that, that's a that's a that's a
5: really good question. There doesn't uh, have
4: to be an answer if you weren't ready for that. We called you on the fly, so <laughs> who,
5: who is who is your fantasy MVP? The guy that across. Not just necessarily your team, but the cheapest guy you saw that outperformed everyone.
0: Well, the guy that the guy that uh, that came up big for me, and and this is this is something when you look at a lot of the you know like end of the season statistics. You know, it, he showed up on a lot of people's championship teams. Is James Connor? You know, he he was the the guy that is. I mean, I was drafting him in a lot a late in a lot of a lot of leagues. Um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and, I was able to add him free agent wise as well at the beginning oh, of the year. Good a lot love of, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he carried me a lot of the way. And of course I, I you know, the, those second place teams, you know, he was, he was on those second place teams. So I kind of, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I, I think I would have had a chance to, to take the, to take it if, uh, if he would have been around, but, um, yeah, you know, Hey, uh James Conner uh he's a he's a great player. You take a look at the at what he did versus what Lev Bell did and 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 he's right there. He's he actually outperformed him in 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 a few uh uh, uh in a few situations there so you know I I'm looking forward to seeing him play again next year. Um you know th- He's a he's going to be a, a a key a key player. To he's going to be a key
5: player. To put it in perspective of where uh, James Connor got drafted on my fantasy league, uh, he was generally a twelfth rounder, twelve oh nine pick one eighty five. And the running backs that went just ahead of him was Buck Allen, Corey Clement, Darius Geis, and Ty Montgomery. So you stole yeah. him.
0: So yeah. you stole the guy. Yeah. I did. Yeah yeah i stole him big time
3: i i had him in my my third place finish team too and uh he killed me come playoff time but my god i i was running him in the flex with uh girly and fournette at, at my one two running back combo all season long and i was just uh, demolishing teams right then oh, and there yeah. with james connor I, and he was a as you mentioned he was a free agent pickup for me in this 10 teamer. i mean i got him for free and he just yeah. I, I ended up as the second highest total scorer and uh, just demolish teams early on.
0: Yeah, well, you can roll, you know, you can. I mean, it was totally legitimate at the beginning of the year to to draft CMC and and, and Melvin Gordon. And yeah. then you go and pick up a guy like Connor in the 12th round. You know, I mean, gosh, you're one, two, three are just, you know, unstoppable, uh, you know, going through the season. I mean, that's, uh, uh, you know, injuries, of course, took them down, took Gordon and uh, Connor down, but. Man, you know, for the most of the most of the time, you're running out or you're rolling out of a lineup that's just unbeatable.
4: Yep. And, and I uh, expect Connor to be even better next year. I mean, once he he got this confidence under his belt, like I, I expect him to do even more. But Chris, thanks for joining us. We're gonna do this with a few more guys, but we're also gonna get back into our uh, rankings and our awards. The the Mighty Awards Ceremony. I mean, there's people lined up outside on the red carpet. That's a total lie. Just waiting to hear these
5: awards. It was awful trying to get in here without getting my picture taken a dozen times. All the Terrible. flash bulbs.
0: Good. Right on, guys. Right on. <laughs> keep, up, keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. You Great. as
4: well. Thanks for what you do. And uh, we look forward to more articles and more of Foster's Fantasy Football. Thanks. Good, good to <laughs> hear you from you. It is good to hear from Chris. It's been too long already. So... Yeah. <laughs> Glad you were around to do this, Chris. Have a great evening. Yeah, you too, guys. Good Take night, Chris. Care. See you, man. Yeah. Bye. All right. So Chris had some luck as well. Some second place finishes. Sounds like his teams did about what my teams did. So Two,
3: two league wins, had yeah, two, two league, league championships. Titles. His, oh, did his, he say two championships? Yeah, his, his leagues did better second
4: second than places. yours. Yeah, yeah, so he, he killed me. He, he killed me.
3: Thank God that he writes articles for us. <laughs> Uh, two firsts, yes. two second, two thirds, two fourths. I mean, and I think he hit, said two or three. I mean, he was like 80, 85% on making the playoffs uh, and finishing well. So, beautiful. Research Glad we pay- got
4: that guy on our team.
3: Yeah. Research pays
4: off. Imagine that. No doubt. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt.
5: No All doubt. All right.
4: So, let's talk about, since we, I wanted to touch real quickly on James Connor. I had him listed as my offensive breakout player uh, of the year. Breakout just meaning, you know, we... We, not everyone saw that coming, and I'm not saying that we 100% did. I was one of those guys that made a few trades for Lev Bell across some leagues because I thought he was going to come back. Uh, so that being said, since he didn't, James Conner, to me, lived up to what he's capable of and and then some. So I have him as my breakout player of the year. See, I
5: had, James Conner is my second most impressive running back. Okay, now
4: Connor. I don't think he'd be my second most impressive. He's my I, breakout, but I'm I,
5: talking about from whenever we're talking a running back MVP based on what you paid for him, because um, you know if you're going to say MVP, it's Christian McCaffrey. But Connor came off the board at running back 56, but Philip Lindsay came off the board at running back 73.
4: I will say I got him as my honorable. He's rookie um, of the offensive rookie of the year,
5: almost twenty picks, twenty running backs later. Okay, 73, 73rd
3: average coming off the board, and that I mean, if you think that's a third-string running back? Yes, on an NFL team, yes. you're drafting him. I mean, and then he puts up running back, low-end running back, one numbers all year
5: long. There were, I will guarantee. Thousands of leagues that Philip Lindsay did not get drafted in, drafted in, and he finished as a top fifteen guy. Yeah, and he didn't kill
3: you week to week. He had two weeks where he was single digits. One he got ejected, the other one he got hurt this past week. I mean, he was extremely consistent. Never put up an absolute monstrosity of a week, but he never killed you. He was just super consistent.
5: You're absolutely right
3: on a, on a bad team too. So. I, I like that as the breakout. That, that's that got to be your breakout guy.
5: My my breakout running back. I mean, his ADP was 276. He was an 18th rounder. Afterthought.
4: You want to transition that into the offensive rookie of the year in fantasy? I was going to go
5: onto my wide receiver. Go ahead. Um, my breakout wide receiver this year is actually going to be Tyler Boyd. Uh, yeah. t- typically wide receiver 97. 97 coming off the board. Finishes a top 15 guy. I mean, I do have another guy as honorable mention, but I'm afraid you might take him. But you know the consistency Tyler Boyd brought you all year long. He, he, you you got to be impressed with what he did. I mean, granted he benefited a little bit by AJ Green going down, but if you look when him and AJ Green played together, he was still pretty darn good. Still, you know, very efficient.
4: So I don't think he was any better when AJ went down.
5: No, I'm saying the argument could be, well, AJ wasn't there. Mm. You know, that took that got him extra targets. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. The team was better with A.J. there, but boy'd Tyler Board it. was just as good. Um, but to finish from – go from basically pick 100 – wide receiver 100 <laughs> to 15, that's pretty darn impressive.
4: He's definitely on
5: my breakout short list. I'm, I'm good with that. I mean, there's – the number one guy
3: in fantasy football, Devonte Adams. You got to give a little credit. I mean, th- I think we all had him around top ten. I didn't see a
4: number one finish at this late in the season. I saw the possibility, but I d- I didn't I wasn't a believer that he would be able to get past A B and Hopkins. A B Hopkins, Michael
3: Thomas, Tyreek. I mean, those are big names to hop, and he absolutely did that even on a bad Packers team. So he's got to mention. Uh, I Totally agree with you on Tyler Boyd. Just the out of nowhere kind of guy. But looking down just a little bit further from him, a guy we hated on—we've actually hated on this guy for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Kenny
5: Galladay. Oh, okay. That was still actually a top my top twenty guy. He was my runner-up. He's a top twenty guy. He came off the board as wide receiver forty-nine.
3: But yeah, not as far—not nearly as far down as Tyler Boyd. But he's still, I mean, extreme value. Extreme value in him. The only other guy I'd like to mention—if you you wanted to throw one in real real quick.
4: I, uh, I was just going to transition off of that. W- when you mentioned Galladay, my runner-up for comeback player of the year in fantasy Thank was you. Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know he was still inconsistent, but he finishes, barring... We're not going to count week 17. He finishes the fantasy season as a top 20 wide receiver, averaging 15 a game. And that was with half a season with the Raiders. So, I mean... Honorable mention, comeback player of the year. I would not be upset to have Amari Cooper on a few of my teams next season. Yeah, me either.
3: And it's a comeback comeback in two ways. Come back from last season and come back from the first part of the season with the Raiders. I mean, if you made a trade for him, if you believed in the talent of him, made a mid-season trade with him when he took off, you stole him. Yeah. I mean, you got top 10 production over the last half of the season, barring week 17. I mean, he was extremely good. 16. With 16. He was extremely good with Dallas. The only other guy, uh, comeback player of the year, bounce back player of the year, whatever you want to call it. T.Y. Hilton was really good this year.
4: He was good. I'll admit 15. it. 15.
3: Never, never, did not believe in T.Y. Hilton. I Nor thought it I. was very flukish, like an Allen Robinson, uh, early career takeoff, and then never going to uh, get that again. Came close.
4: Nice season. Before arms chimes in with some of his... I want to throw in just another name that I was looking at as a comeback player of the year just because he's so deserving and he's doing what most running backs at his age couldn't dream of doing. But Adrian Peterson was definitely, I looked at him in my comeback player of the year thoughts, and he, he signed off the street, uh, what, in the preseason? Week three or four of the preseason?
3: More or less. They The Darius guys went down and they scrambled for a running back. Nice to have an all-pro. Yeah, you, <laughs> availability yeah. Just, in the NFL. Just
4: chilling out there. You bring him in off the streets. He puts up a top twenty fantasy season at, at the running back position and he goes over a thousand yards again at age thirty three.
5: That's actually going to be my comeback player of the year as well. Um for running back. For running
4: back. He, he just
5: you just didn't you thought he was done. If you looked at what he did with Arizona, you looked at what he did with the Saints in the brief time, you just thought he was done. And you know, you, I kind of feel for him. They had good vibes going with Alex Smith.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And that happened. And, and that that team derailed. And, and yeah, at it no went fault contender to nothing. Yeah, they just couldn't couldn't put up points. You kind of feel for the guy having that great late season, or late career re-rebloom or whatever you want to call it and then it just gets derailed by quarterback play that he can't help. But uh, all in all still proved that he's he's a legitimate running back. Will he be back in
4: Washington next year? I was getting ready to say that. Do they re-sign him until Geis is ready to take the re- – like, you know, do they keep him as insurance? I, I don't see any other thing on that team that would keep them from saying, no, Adrian, we're done with you. I'd bring him back again and let Geis Frank- work Go- in slowly like Dalvin Cook. You yeah. Use AP as your Latavius. That's what I was going to say.
5: You've got you've got enough in Geis and enough belief in Geis, I believe, with with that organization to where they want him to be the guy. He's young. He's strong. He's super athletic. You know, it's not. It wouldn't be a bad thing to have AP around for the first four or five weeks. No,
4: I, I say whole season. Just wean him off. You know, as Geis gets healthy.
3: Yeah, I, you're not going to get a thousand yards out of AP next year just because no. there's going to be less. The, the ball's not going to be put in his in his belly as much. I mean, Darius right. guys going to take that share away from him. But I, I mean. You're not getting
4: 500 yards out of Samaji P. Ryan, so you, you should probably bring AP back. Probably You're not getting back. five yards out of Samaji P. Ryan. <laughs> he could do five.
5: I love Samaji P. Ryan. He I wanted him five. to be good.
4: I, I still think that he's a. He's uh, my comeback uh, player next year. Yeah, I, I really do believe that somewhere down the line, he's going to play meaningful snaps for somebody. Some sort of LeGarrant Blunt? Yeah, a little Kurt. blunt. A little blunt <laughs> <laughs> I
5: think he's a more athletic <laughs> guy than him, but the guy's got the. No, he doesn't have Adrian Peterson Billy. Let's just get that out of the way.
3: All right, we can't talk about Samaj. We no, already talked I'm long saying enough he, about the Samaj. guy's got a
5: he's got a chance with the right opportunity to be a, a you know, a, a good running back. Not a great running back, but a good running back. The back row fantasy show does
3: not That's endorse right. Samaj P. <laughs> Ryan draft ability.
4: Where do you guys want to hit on next before we uh, call in our next uh, friend of the show to see how his season went?
5: Tight end, baby? Oh tight end. My, my breakout tight end it's, my favorite consensus. guy it's, it's Kittle.
4: Yeah, Kittle, Dude, Kittle was a, re- a revelation for a lot Kittle of Kittle came off the
5: board as tight end number 15, a ninth rounder, and finishes as a top three guy. And our, he's right there in the argument of being I Traded him. coming out. I traded him to you, and you traded him to Nitto. I don't even want to hear it. But coming out next year, uh, Kittle, to me, Kittle's probably the first tight end off the board next year, and that's just based, what?
3: Yeah. based,
5: based on age. In in no. dynasty based on age, Ertz all day. No way. Kittle is. I'll, I'll take Kittle over Ertz next year. Ugh, no definitely. way. The Back Row Fantasy Show does not endorse
4: uh, Aaron Arms. <laughs> Aaron Arms's opinions <laughs> no. in any way. <laughs> uh, welcome our guest today, Aaron Arms. Uh, used to be full time member of the Back Row Fantasy Show. <laughs> hey, I'm just Now saying. he is uh, one of our our guests. You get one per month, sir. <laughs> uh, Oh, the rate you guys show up for shows, that's about all the shows we do huh? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Giving it back.
4: <laughs> uh, Kittle, get, Kittle hey, for the MVP, hey.
5: absolutely
3: 100%. For old time's sakes,
4: give some to Jay. <laughs> <laughs>
5: but He's get, a, hes definitely the tight end MVP.
3: Yeah, you, there's no argument here. I mean, Ertz, you paid for Ertz. Kelsey, you paid for Kelsey. Gronk, you paid for him and didn't get what you thought. And, and then you come in with uh, Kittle as in the ninth, ninth overall. Tyler Rife
5: so, for O.J. Howard. Those I guys mean, were coming off the board before him. I mean, come on – Kittle's amazing. He's one of the. He's without a doubt in that top tier. That top tier with uh, Kittle, or excuse me, with Kelsey and Ertz. I no have no doubt a, about it.
3: I have a distant number two as my most valuable pick. If is you, if you Austin say Austin Hooper, a, I'm going to come across <laughs> that table. Uh, I was going to say if you say Austin Hooper, I'm coming across the
5: table. He yeah, had promised. I would drop on. kick you.
3: No, he
4: uh, didn't. He's a turd sandwich. Uh, let's. Uh, I, I'm in, in agreement on Kittle as breakout tight end. Can we? Can we talk? Uh, it's going to be unanimous. Offensive rookie of the year, real quick, before we bring on Matt Bruning. Saquon Barkley. Saquon.
3: Who's that? <laughs> Who, burning? Uh,
4: Saquon. Oh, uh, Matt? Saqu- Dude, Saquon?
3: Saquon, uh, as much as I tried to derail the hype, slow it down. I never tried to derail it. I, I tried to slow it down. We were just
5: being realistic. He 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 lived up to expectations.
4: Exceeded. And hasn't even. Did he exceed, though? He he
5: exceeded. He, he, he exceeded my expectation. He lived up, apparently, to 60% of Fantasy World's expectations.
4: Number three overall, and, uh, and only by 10 points behind Gurley. I know he got to play a game that Gurley didn't. But hey, beating Alvin Kamara, boom! But he was drafted ex- ahead of Alvin Kamara yeah, a lot know, of times.
3: He was drafted ahead of Ezekiel Elliott a lot of times. We're so not I mean, saying
4: he's a great value. We're saying he lived up to expectations.
3: That's what I am saying.
4: He, he definitely he said exceeded. I didn't say I said Kamara. I, 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 I think it's debatable Kamara's whether ADP he exceeded six or lived and
5: up. Saquon seven. I think he nailed it. He nailed it as the number three running back.
4: Nailed yep. it.
5: And you know what? Kind of in the same mold of what I say about Kittle, it wouldn't surprise me if Saquon (laughs) was the number one guy off the board next year.
4: And Saquon's just going to get better. Matt Bruning, welcome to the show.
1: What's going on, guys?
4: Oh, you know, just talking a little bit of uh, fantasy awards. Bruning, Bruning, (laughs) Bruning. So Matt Bruning, friend of the show, has been on a handful of times, and now he's back. Matt, tell everybody how your fantasy season went. How many leagues were you in? What were your finishes? What was the common denominator and why that happened? You got the Uh, floor.
1: I'm in 16 different leagues, mostly uh, only playing two redraft. Uh, See here, I made the playoffs in seven of them, but only got to three championships, uh, one, two dynasty ones. Those are consisted mostly of players such as odell cousins baker saquon uh got Chubb in two of them and then uh in my redraft league i lost uh I was a two time champion I was looking to repeat this year three peat technically this year and i uh I lost by point seven points
5: oh uh, <laughs> please tell me it wasn't a stat correction
1: <laughs> no no it was a uh, it came down to I had Odell and Aaron Jones and um, who else did I lose and Josh Gordon. Brother, I feel your
5: pain. I lost in the semifinals over that.
1: Yeah, I had a I'm trying to think of what it was that uh, that it was Tim Patrick. That it was. I had Tim Patrick going Monday night in that Denver Broncos. Game. I needed him to get a, a catch and two yards on that last play where Keenan threw an. Who,
4: who'd have thought at the uh, tail end of 2018 that we said. It all lied on Tim Patrick.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> but that's how it comes. A lot of times, a lot of times you run and you run into injuries. Did you run into AB? Were you up against AB a lot of the, in any of these uh, uh, championship weeks?
1: No, I got lucky on the in all of all my playoff. Well, I ended up with a bye, so I missed out on that one week. Uh, I can't remember who went off that first week, and then the week, week prior. Uh, I don't. I had a horrible week. I got it was one of those lucky weeks where I put up like one thirteen, and the other guy put up like eighty points. So I barely mm-hmm. by because the other two teams put up like one forty each. Uh, And then in the championship game, I actually thought I was going to win it because the guy had Gurley, and uh, he plugged in CJ Anderson right at the last second before lineups lock. And I was like, oh well, you know what? I've got bag uh you know cj anderson he's not gonna do that good against the arizona cardinals and he proved me wrong he uh he he made me shut up pretty quick
4: yeah um, me too i didn't see that coming i didn't think cj anderson i just thought he was done i had i yeah, i'm with you
3: my championship game I, cj anderson was a free agent i was up against todd Gurley, and i actually outbid the guy just to take cj off the board and who did, who, uh-huh. who did, didn't pop on me in the one o'clock game I forget who he played. Was it oh, Justin he, Jackson? He he rolled no. James White out. He there. rolled James White out. He rolled out James White. Damian Williams. But before well, he rolled out James White before Gurley was announced out, and James White actually had a bounce back week and put up a put up a touchdown against me. So I got I still got killed going up against Gurley with Gurley on the bench. So uh, that frustrated the hell out of me.
4: Awkward size. Still there, Matt.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Sorry, I was just listening to to Nick talk about his. Uh, his
3: I, I was on I was on my I was on my crying train. I was playing my <laughs> my. Uh, it, it was it was a bad week. I hate I hate losing to James White on a last minute entry. It's so, how many championships
1: you get? One championship. I got two uh, two dynasty ones. One uh, both of them in my my home dynasty leagues. I've been in one of them for eight years and one of them for five years.
4: Uh it always feels good to finish in the long termers. Like yeah, I I've okay. been I was a floor mat in our league of record for the first few years cuz I was just oh. swinging too many deals and then a moment of clarity happens you have to put your team together the right way and things work out. Nice when the investment
3: pays off long term. Right. Uh, who's your tight
1: yeah. hey, Who's your tight ends in yeah.
4: your two league winners? Just curious.
1: George Kittle. It's George Kittle.
4: Hey, he didn't even hear the show. He just got done talking about George Kittle. Arms Uh, over here tweeting.
1: I I love George Kittle, man. Yeah, I own him everywhere I can. I've got him and then uh, my other one's David Njoku. I mean, he he helped me out this week, but hasn't really done much for me uh, most of the season.
4: Well, you know, when you're a Browns fan, you're rolling Joku out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that.
4: You got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Matt, <laughs> thanks for letting us call you. Thanks for telling the folks where you finished in the fantasy season. We're going to talk to a few more guests of the show as we roll this out, but we're going to get back to some handing out some awards for the people out there on the red carpet waiting for their turn. Uh you know, we've got Saquon outside the door waiting for his rookie of the year uh playoff trophy that we're going to hand. Hold on, Saquon. Oh, hold on, bro. Uh so, thanks for thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you again soon.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me, guys. You guys have a good weekend.
4: See you, Matt. Thanks, brother. See you, bro. All right. So now we got Bruning. It's good just to hear what happened, what people did in their fantasy leagues. But we digress. Let's move on. Comeback player of the year. I just got to throw it out there. Not the runner-up, not the honorable mention. Andrew Luck, dude. Andrew Luck, fantasy comeback player of the year. We're talking about a guy that we didn't even know when he was going to play, how effective he was going to be. I feel like I got chastised for having him in my top ten. Number preseason, four. Preseason. Number four overall quarterback in our league record above Drew Brees, who had a great year. Comeback player of the year on offense, baby.
3: I, I chastised you. I, I, I tore you apart on the Andrew Luck thing. I think I, was I didn't think he had the team around him. To be quite honest. And then all of Still a sudden... I don't know if he does. Well, he makes people better. He he can carry three tight ends to relevance at, at times. I mean, he T.Y. Hilton, again, my borderline bounce back receiver of the year, is uh, suddenly extremely fantasy relevant. I mean, Andrew Luck makes players better around. He made that running back core better. I mean, oh, I don't think Marlon Mack is that great of a running back. But over the last half of the season... He's extremely good. solid a solid guy, right. especially in deeper leagues. But he makes the running back, all tight ends, and can carry a wide receiver to relevance. Andrew Luck is absolutely your bounce back player or oh, comeback yeah. I didn't player. Think about it. Year.
5: Whenever Ty was out, he made Chester Rogers relevant. Semi.
4: He made Mo Alley Cox relevant. Who Dude played basketball? Right. But but, but listen, Andrew Luck, thirty six touchdowns against fourteen picks, over four thousand yards again. It's like he came back and nothing bad ever happened. He had one of his best seasons as a pro, not his best, one of his best seasons as a pro, coming back from obscurity. Is I I gotta, coming back from come, just come a, get a, your a, award,
5: a possibly nice career-ending injury. That's that's the crazy thing about it. Like there was question marks whether or not Andrew Luck was ever going to play football again. It, it was extremely
3: questionable i mean you he was tough to draft in dynasty leagues just because you thought you were wasting a pick i mean right. it, it, it was it could have been a complete waste of the pick but I, all of a sudden I, I can't believe i'm gonna ask this question but i i, I want to say like well first off is he ever going to win a super Bowl are they going to get the the team around him
4: i don't think so but they're on their way if they're going to
5: well here's the thing He's, i mean they they Took some devotion to defense in the past couple drafts.
4: They need another season or two. So
5: they need to, in my opinion. I mean, I think what Danico Autry, he's a top five defensive lineman if, for fantasy purposes. You've Got Darius Leonard, you know, one of the best linebackers in the league. Uh, Malik Hooker, one of the better safeties. Not not great yet, but they're they're addressing all levels of defense. I think they need to focus more on that front seven. And once they build that, I honestly think that. I think that they're going to be a playoff contender.
4: They're going to need some wide receivers they're, they're, too. Yeah,
5: they're they're a little ways away, but or Andrew, some
4: really good tight ends. <laughs> luck like seven. Andrew
5: Luck has some time to win the championship.
4: He does.
3: If they can get a big receiver, because cause Ty just he's just not a red zone target. That's why the targets in the red zone go to tight ends. But if yep. they get a big receiver in the draft and develop him over two or three years, they might be the real deal. Because I, I mean, you can roll out Marlon Mack and Naeem Hines, and they'll be solid for you just what you need in the modern NFL to get you to the playoffs and be competitive, keep the running game balanced, but if they get a big receiver to go with T.Y. in that tight end core, uh, Andrew Luck could be very good fantasy-wise, and they could be uh, year-in-year-out playoff contender, but I, I I
5: feel like he's a guy. I feel like he's a Super Bowl quarterback. Well, just to put it in perspective, so the the guys who keep great quarterbacks out of Super Bowls, they're... Uh, Peyton Manning, right? And he's gone. Tom Brady is going out the door. Ben Roethlisberger heading out. He has a chance to be the premier quarterback in the yeah, AFC. He, that, that's my point. You know, going Besides forward in Patrick the AFC, Mahomes. he's going to be – Right there with him. Yeah, but going forward, it's going to be him, Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. The thing with
3: – I'll go ahead and say it. Let, you know, I, I can believe I'm saying it. I, like I, I don't think this is too far-fetched. I think Andrew Luck's a better NFL quarterback. Can be a better NFL quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes lights it up in a fantasy world, obviously. But at the end of the day, he makes he makes questionable decisions. Now, will he develop in that uh, savviness? Yeah, probably. But Andrew Luck is a, a, very Peyton Manning like.
5: If you put very
3: it, cerebral at that position, like I he's a guy who can win a Super Bowl.
5: If you put the 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 games that uh, the Chiefs have lost. They lost because there was a more experienced quarterback on the other side of the ball.
3: Bingo. They didn't get against the Patriots. They settled for field goals when Tom Brady was putting it in the end zone.
5: And and you don't have that's a big thing about you know someone like an Andrew Luck who doesn't have doesn't have that mentality. I've got to score seven touchdowns. I've got to work the clock and get down the field. I got to win this
3: game. Is at the end of the Philip
5: Rivers. I got to work the clock, get down the field. Tom Tom Brady, work clock to get down the field. And you know, it's working out for touchdowns versus my God, I mean Patrick Mahomes, last I checked, I want to say forty-five touchdowns at least. Forty eight. Forty eight touchdowns. Okay. Scoring an in a minute and a half. He's he's great, but he's I mean, he's basically almost a Chip Kelly like offense just rushing down the field, not giving that defense any time to
4: to get rested to to stop the other team. Can we add in the recent news, which doesn't mean it's going to happen, and I don't believe it will happen, but you've also got a guy like Le, Leve, Leve, Le'Veon Bell uh, telling the press that he wants to be a Colt. So, I mean, I don't know that that's going to happen. I think the Colts are fine with their low-cost options and Mac and Hines. Uh, sounds like a side dish at a restaurant. Give me some mac and heinz, but <laughs> you know the mac options out there. If they do like want to up, and if and they right, if they do want to up the uh, ante on offense and give open that window up a little more. I mean, Lev Bell would like to play for you, so you have the option. Here is the, scary here's the thing:
5: I just don't think that it makes sense for them to spend that money. The, if if Le'Veon Bell still has either. his own price tag that he thinks he's worth. I don't think it makes sense to spend that money on him.
4: No, I, I don't either, and I'm not. I'm not pounding the table for it either. I think the the Chiefs are a way better fit, regardless of whether they re-sign Damian Williams to a two-year extension. And there's other teams out there that, that fit as well. Product
3: but, of a system, Damian Williams.
4: Product of the system, Damian Williams. But I will say he showed he has showed some bursts since he came onto the scene. I don't want to discredit him too much. I was surprised at the way he got through the hole. Uh, in the in the past couple games, so I got to give him a little bit of credit. But like, give me love, Bell, if you, if you got the chance, if you're KC. But I do feel you on the luck thing, uh, with the Colts. I mean, Kinda the, the window's not closed, and it's a
3: weaker division. I mean, like Deshaun Watson is is your uh other quarterback in that immediate division there to contend with. But I I mean, Andrew, look at The window's opening. It's not open yet, obviously, but the is opening for championships and division titles and playoffs.
5: I mean, there could be somebody else, but I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that, you know, screams, you know, Super Bowl-caliber quarterback in the AFC.
4: Yeah. yeah, Phillip Rivers, but the window's closing.
5: Yeah, he's in the same mold as, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, though. They, can't, they were the same draft class. Their time's
4: limited. It'll be interesting to see Baker's development. I agree but i'm not I agree, them in, but it, i'm not putting him in that combo Andrew yet. Luck is a significantly better quarterback than Baker Mayfield.
5: Yeah. And it's right it's, now. it's yeah. mm, rookie versus rookie it's not close.
4: No. No.
5: Not right now. I know, but I'm saying Andrew Luck's rookie year, he was miles ahead of where Baker Mayfield is today. Developmentally, yes. decision making, etc.
4: As a cerebral quarterback, I'll, I'll say yes. But right. I mean as far as stats go and leadership skills, I think Baker's there. But I think Andrew Luck was just a smarter football player, so I agree with you. Just vaguely, I guess, ba- Lately. Baker had,
5: or Andrew Luck had forty-four hundred yards and twenty-three touchdowns a rookie year. I mean,
4: hey, Baker pretty, didn't even start good. game one. That's, give that's pretty a darn good. Bit of a break. All right, Any more offensive players to talk about before we give away our defensive awards. Um, defensive awards, we do that. I got some defensive awards to hand out. There's a couple awards. guys outside the door waiting on them. We're going to
3: give out Independent Defensive Player of the Year award. Yeah,
4: fantasy. IP. fantasy, Sweet. Fantasy man. Player I, I like this. Yeah.
5: Do that and then go through some disappointments? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. I just want to make sure we're not leaving out of disappointments because I've got seven. <laughs> oh, no. We're not, <laughs> we're, not, seven. We're, not,
4: we're not leaving those out. This, this episode may be a little long in the tooth and a little longer than normal, but we've got to get those disappointments out there. It's a big part of fantasy. Breakout defensive player. There's a lot to choose from on these defensive awards. But, man, my breakout is Chris Jones. We're talking about a waiver-wire defensive lineman that finished as a top five. Top five D-lineman in IDP leagues. I, I picked up Chris Jones off waivers midway through the season, and he gives me a top five finish. He's my breakout. He's that guy no one saw coming on the defensive end in IDP. And he came through and probably helped you get to the playoffs over the second half of the season. And on top of that, didn't do a whole lot in the first six
3: games. I mean, he came on. That's why it was it waivers. Came on in the second half of the season to a top five finish. Nuts. I, I, I mean, he's got to be your breakout player of the year. I, I There's no one else on here I wouldn't expect to be on here. I didn't see Aaron Donald leading it just because leading all defensive linemen just because of the double teams he yep. sees, just because the attention he gets. He gets double teamed and chipped by a tight end or a, a running back. They try to do that almost every play. He's so diverse. Funny you
4: mentioned him. He's so my IDP diverse.
5: player of the year. My, see, my breakout player of the year, I, I'm, I'm going to go with linebacker here, Corey Littleton. I mean, the guy Good steps choice. in and out of just nowhere, the, nobody's picking up Corey Littleton in draft. He's not a rook. He didn't play, I don't think, at all last year and ends up as the number two overall uh, linebacker in fantasy. I mean, the guy steps in for Alec Ogletree and performs better. Mm-hmm. Performs better than what I think a top 15 linebacker.
3: Yeah. Oh, if we're going just straight up any position MVP, mine's yeah. mine's my dude, my my drafted The guy I was in love with in the draft knew he was going to be a stud, thought his time was more two or three years down the road. It's Leighton Van Der Esch. I mean, his opportunity came knocking early, and the guy just blows it up. I know you got another rookie there,
4: Darius Leonard, deleting everybody, but... Van Der Esch is my l- special mention rookie of the year on defense. I mean, he's not the guy that took the... Title home, but he's right there.
3: Yeah, I, dude, I you
4: were right there. You were right there. <laughs> but should I let him in the back door? <laughs> yeah,
3: most valuable pick, Leighton vanderish Man, I mean, drafted considerably later than than most the linebackers in general, just because he's a backup. Now he wasn't a Chris Jones waiver wire pickup, but I mean, the guy put up uh, again what we talk about all the time in IDP linebackers, hoping he they put up similar numbers to wide receivers. And he at, at a top five finish. He's doing that. I mean,
4: at, at the linebacker position, stud and stud for years, stud Agreed. for years. Player of the year. I was mentioning him a little bit there, but my my IDP player of the year is Aaron Donald. I know there's some stiff competition, but listen, I gave rookie of the year to Darius Leonard. Shoe in. I didn't want to give him two awards. I should have. But Aaron Donald doing what he did with those double teams. 19-and-a-half sacks, and we got another game to go from a defensive. Is he playing defensive tackle? He plays he literally. Play, I mean, he plays a hybrid. He, so he I mean, might
5: play safety.
4: But, I mean, I don't he, he's know. coming he from everything. He's coming from many different angles and, and just dominating the league. He doesn't even need Indominus Suhba beside yeah. him to do that.
5: It helps. For what for what he's doing this year, and and andomkensu and is a big reason. Of oh Aaron yeah. Donald's statistics this year. His effectiveness, it's a solid reason. But I don't think he needed it. in the NFL. No, he didn't need an, Sue, But his what he's doing this year, fantasy wise, absolutely needs an andomkensu. Yeah,
3: I agree with you on that. I mean, he's always going to be a disruptor, regardless. But he gets stats because of andomkensu and Corey Littleton. I mean, they yeah. blitz him at, a handful of times out of the, uh, the Rams? Rams in there. Hey, surprisingly. For such John an John Johnson—he awful-
4: gonna get a, an award tonight,
3: dude. John Johnson is your come out,
4: break out <laughs> N- of nowhere, your Knits uh, heart award. <laughs> yeah, John Johnson <laughs> guy just dominates the safety position. Dude, show you
5: us your John Johnson tattoo.
4: JJ, <laughs> J- it's,
3: it's JJ, a,
5: it's
4: JJ the third, JJ, I, It's a stick of dynamite. JJII. It's a stick of dynamite with John Johnson's jersey number. Yeah. I can, I can tell you, this
3: tattoo is gonna be relevant for seven to eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's a stud Gonna yeah. be through his 30s And right? then you
4: can get it covered up With a Don Johnson Tattoo mm. over top of
3: it Start wearing my uh, White Nash, Miami you're, Vice you're, slippers ooh, I was Love gonna it. go
5: with Nash Bridges alright Alright all right, do you guys have a different player of the
4: year, IDP-wise? My player, like I said, it's Corey Littleton. That's where I was going with that. Is your overall – you had a, he was your breakout. He's your overall IDP player of the year uh, in fantasy? I'm giving the rookie of the year to somebody else.
3: That's right. That –
5: uh, See, I think we're I, getting
3: some confusion here. So yeah, my my breakout I, I, player of the year,
5: it, mine's kind of weird. Right, cause, cause I, here, here's my thing: breakout
4: my, out of nowhere. But who was your my breakout,
5: MVP? Defensive MVP. My breakout out of nowhere. I get. Oh, I'm sorry. My breakout of nowhere is Littleton. Okay. My the Droy, the Droy, defense rookie of the year, and
4: my overall MVP is Darius. Is Darius Leonard? Okay. That's what I was aiming for. That's what I was looking for.
3: And that's where I'm going. That's what I was saying. like, it's a Good Va- choice. That's what I was trying to say. Leighton Vadneresh is my out of nowhere breakout player of the year because he came, He was drafted way behind, expected to be a, a backup, etc. Yeah, he's a backup. But I'm going to go defensive player of the year in fantasy football. Darius Leonard. I mean, that dude Can't is argue. insane. And he gave you so much. He gave you four more points a game than number two. I mean,. That that would be my argument against uh, uh, your boy, God. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. He, he wasn't that much better than number two. Darius Leonard was a full four points better than number two. That is that's mind boggling to me that he's kept he that
5: seven like, kept, kept that
4: consistent. sacks too. Kept that consistent.
5: this guy can do it all. Fifteen tackles a game. Darius Leonard finished between David Johnson and T.Y. Hilton. Above Joe it, Mixon it, it, and George Kittle.
4: had him in every just, league, Just think boys. about this. <laughs>
3: stud. 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 But stud. expected. An expected stud to be From a preseason. If yeah. we
4: gave you anything in the offseason that you should have been like, I am going to listen to this show for life, it was that. Darius. It was Darius <laughs> well, Leonard. Then there's
5: Leighton Vander Esch. Oh, yeah. We we talked about how he's the next Sean Lee, and that's where I'm going to move on to my uh, linebacker of the year because I'm not going to give three awards to Darius Lennon. You could. You could. And I'm not going to give you know the the out-of-nowhere award to Corey Littleton and the linebacker of the year, but Darius – You er, could. Leighton he is the linebacker of the year because, you, I mean, just kind of almost as much as uh, Corey Littleton. You didn't expect him to do what he did for the same reason Chad said. He was Sean Lee and Jalen Smith's backup. Think about that. This guy, Think about it. number, I believe, number three overall. Three uh, or four, four overall. Yeah, three or four overall uh, linebacker. And he
4: didn't start to begin the year. I'll tell you what, you guys better have the uh, comeback player of the year, IDP wise, defensive comeback player of the year. We better be unanimous on this. Mm. Are you doing it Is now? Is it defensive lineman? JJ Watt. Mm-mm. Comeback player of the year? No. Mm-mm. Man, he comes back. You put from him in doing... your
3: top 10. We didn't. I have to go with it. I didn't have him in my top 10 defensive lineman. Yeah, but I, but
4: I
5: knew he was going to do it. Okay.
4: Uh, okay. okay um, but he wasn't there last year. Number three overall defensive lineman out of two basically two lost years. JJ J. Watt comes back and puts up a Pro Bowl season.
3: And he was def- the defining line of elite. Defensive ends. It was him, Danell Hunter, yeah, Chris and Aaron Jones Donald was
4: next. And Chris Jones is, is clearly point, a, a tier point. two or
5: three. Yeah, I, I got to get a I, JJ Watt. I guess if we're back. talking, okay, come back. Yes, I'm thinking a, a different direction. My defensive lineman year is somebody
4: else. You are just messing my this bad. Whole thing my up. bad. Sorry,
5: because my defensive lineman year
4: is Denell mm. Hunter. Okay, that that's fair. But he's not. He could be comeback too. I guess. I mean, he did, came off a real bad season last year. Yeah, it wasn't nearly as effect
5: as effective as he has been in in years past.
4: One show a month,
5: arms. That's your Dude, limit now. Listen, 12 and a half sacks in two thousand sixteen, just just seven, and then comes back with fourteen and a half this year. Eh, that's a heck of a comeback.
4: Tis, tis. <laughs> twas a good season. Twas a twas a fine effort. <laughs> Are we going to say safeties. Uh, It's so hard to talk about safeties because they're just. I have one though. I, I, and I'm not going to say he's my safety of the year. I have a rookie of the year. There was candidates that three candidates to me for rookie of the year IDP wise. And it was Vander Esch. Like you guys said, obviously I gave it to Darius Leonard as the winner, but Derwin James was right there in the conversation for me because he, he was great for the chargers.
3: He was. He changed the dynamic of that defense on the back end. They had a couple of guys who could hit, who could get tackles, but didn't change. It could take over the game as a tackler and a ball hawk, and Set. that's what Derwin James is. He he's the complete package, real deal. Brian Dawkins' mold of a defensive back,
4: and a big part of the really success. Like that comparison. The doc, big part of the success this year. I yeah. mean, he's basic. He he stepped in, and it's like young Eric Weddle never left.
5: Touche. Touche, he's, he's he's better than Eric Weddle probably ever was. Though. Athletically. That's, that's a big word. So, Athletically, uh, sure. But. Now, I don't have a, a breakout guy, but I do have, well, I guess my guy is a breakout. Not I don't have a rookie of the year on defensive Here backs. we go
4: again, Nick. Sha- Sean Williams. One a month, son. You <laughs> Sean
5: Williams, safety out of Cincinnati. Um, been in the league for six years. Oh, one, it's been one okay. Every, one every two months now. Yeah, one every six, two months is six you, years. Last year he had thirty three tackles. This year he comes up with seventy five tackles.
4: Hey, you can come on the show once 75
5: every two tackles, months. Seventy five tackles, twenty seven assists, and um, ends up with four interceptions. Sean Williams, I believe he was a top ten or top fifteen um, safety.
4: If you're verified on Twitter, I motion that they revoke it.
5: What'd you say? Thirty eight tackles. Last year he had thirty three. This year he had seventy five.
4: Thirty
5: three. All right. You just yeah. didn't expect
4: it to happen. I, that's my thing. I, I'm gonna hedge a bet that he got an extra forty tackles solely based on playing time because they're that bad. Okay. Right. Bengals that bad. I, I'll go with the. Hey, let me let me name
3: my boy John Johnson's for real. Fifty five oh, tackles last year, seventy seven this year.
4: Let's go. Tattoo boy. Let's John go, Johnson.
3: Derwin James. But Derwin James. Don't look re- at
5: me in anger arms. One every two months. Okay.
3: Rook, rookie of the year don't throw at
5: me the good time because next time you guys like re-recording, i'm be like nah dude i'm i'm waiting i'll, I'll hit mine up next week
3: J- jesse bates you gotta throw a little hey, lambert
4: what's going on okay. uh, hey, Boun- bounce back player of the
3: year uh i sean williams in it ha ha clinton dicks another guy that bounced back has big had, bounce back uh different scenery definitely helps playing in washington uh was kind of the focal point of the defense. Gave a little bit more freedom in the defensive secondary where he could come up to the line, drop back. Ha-ha Clinton Dix, always a great talent. Had him down here last year. Right back, bounce back where he is, top 10 guy this year.
5: Like Ha-ha Clinton Dix. So to recap so far, offensive rookie of the year, unanimous Saquon. hmm Defensive rookie of the year, unanimous Darius Leonard. Yep. All right. Uh, MVP,
4: Pat Mahomes. Yep. Now on to our disappointments. Um, well... Yes, I was done with my defense. Good call. I know you have him on deck. You go ahead and start us out with, uh, which I agree with, you already know. Quarterback disappointment of the year
5: is captain consistency and all of a sudden sudden bad,
4: Matt freaking Stafford. Yep, 30th overall in points per game amongst quarterbacks with a 20th overall finish due to injuries to other quarterbacks. Matt Stafford, you truly sucked this year. You were terrible. Huge letdown.
5: Never owned you before. will never own you again. <laughs> and you'll probably be a top five guy. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Probably will be. But just a huge letdown for the talent that he had around him. Probably, other
4: than having Megatron, the most talented team he's ever had around him. Yeah. And he sucks. Who would have known that taking Amir Abdullah out of the starting role would mean Matt Stafford forgets how to play football?
3: Who knew? I have another disappointed quarterback position. Dynasty-wise... Yeah, that Matt, Matthew Stafford was more of a redraft disappointment. I love you know, him in Dynasty year but, in, year out. Dude, now he's I a, hate he's a, like guns. a
5: top eight
3: guy every year. Yep. But uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Dynasty-wise, Carson Wentz hurt, was... Hurt uh, you. You knew but, he was going to have a slow start, but he was just bad. He's the one
4: playing. I looked at Wentz. Here's the main difference that kept me away from Wentz. Stafford, 21 points per game in our league format. It's heavy quarterback scoring. Wentz put up over 28. All right. So I wasn't that down on Wentz. like coming off an injury. This this is like the NFL in the 90s. When when guys tore their ACL in the 80s and 90s, they came back and it took them a full year of playing after the injury to get back to form. And uh, you know, Wentz just didn't quite look the same, but he was still effective. Matthew Stafford has no There's no reason for him to suck. excuse.
5: No reason no for him
4: to suck. Case Keenum was better. No,
5: I'll get. I'll give yeah. you a, a runner-up on yes. disappointment. Case Keenum was better. Case than Matt Keenum and, was better. And for points per, I had him lower just, than most. But my runner, and actually Chad had him lower than most. I believe. Um, Tom Brady.
4: Yeah, I, he was in the he 16th, was in the combo. Sixteenth
5: point per game. Yep.
4: No. Uh, you know he is seventy four years. He old. is
5: the number. He was number two ADP quarterback.
4: Actually, Tom Brady's only a couple years older than me. but
5: Yeah, but he's <laughs> archaic. <so.
4: laughs>
3: running back-wise, who you got? Running back-wise. I mean, first off, love Bell, Easy. not playing. It's
4: Le- Obviously, it's Le'Veon Bell. We all know well, that. Well, you know, he didn't even play. I can't really call him, a, dis- I can't call him like a fantasy bust if he never touched the field. Like some, This was one of those things where 50-50, 50% of the fantasy community could have called this, and 50% would have been like, no, he's going to play. So, I mean, to me, not a full-out bust. Mine's Leonard Fournette. I've never been a Fournette guy. I will never be a Fournette guy. I don't care if in three games he got you multiple touchdowns and gave you a good game. The dude's never going to stay healthy for a full season, and he's never going to be a consistent top ten back in the league. This is your warning. Quit messing with Leonard Fournette. He's my fantasy bust of the season at running back. Now I'm fired up. All right, so
5: in – All the games he played, I think he played
4: six, eight games, I believe it was.
5: Three games every 20 points, one game at 16 points, the rest of them single digits. I don't care if he's banged up under the same pretenses you have. Yeah. Leonard Fournette is just not someone you can rely on. For where people were drafting him, Leonard Fournette was a top 15 uh, draft pick, definitely a top 10 running back. I mean, people were just banking that this guy is going to be an absolute stud. I did. Matter of fact, Leonard Fournette was the number seven running back off the board. Number seven, who you could have got behind him? Hunt, Dalvin Cook, Melvin Gordon, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, um, Jordan. Howard. I would take any of those guys over Fournette going forward. I'd take Jordan Howard, no doubt about it. over ever him going forward.
4: Leonard Fournette. I would take. Ka- not, not I would take. I would
5: take Kareem Hunt. Oh, not too. knowing his uh, situation Absolutely. over Leonard Fournette.
4: Leonard Fournette is a more athletic, like Garrett Blunt, with Kajana Carter's body. It's just that is the facts. You are going to get a mix between Legarrette Blunt and Kajana Carter for the rest of his career. See you, Fournette. I'll never touch you again.
3: Being too critical. I think he's the bounce back player of the year.
4: Oh Jesus, Lord. Two thousand nineteen. Okay. Please tell me that's a just argument for the sake of arguing. He's twenty three yeah with with knees and ankles of of that of a 35 year old running back he's got, back in he's the, the, got the knees of Greg Odin
3: I'm not yeah. I'm, okay I'm not going to argue he, from a guy who played a lot he didn't play a lot he didn't play a full season obviously but a, he played the most out of the guys on my short list for this disappointment but Devontae Freeman you have to put him up in the argument you thought he was going to come back uh and, and bounce back to 2016 for him at so you were hoping that. But Devonta Freeman never got right, never got healthy. When he played, he was bad, and they eventually IR him. So a lot of t- a lot of people spent some capital on a Devonta Freeman, not as high
4: as Fournette, me included.
3: Yeah, but Devonta Freeman is definitely in the running for fantasy dud of the year at running back. Couldn't agree more.
4: No doubt about it. Wide Maybe. receiver, Golden Tate, he's my guy. Golden Tate was your consistent, one hundred catch. Top fifteen receiver year he in year out, Mister One Thousand and Five. Yep, that was That's what always, he is. One Thousand and Five, always under the radar. You could always grab him in round five or six, and uh, just didn't didn't happen this year. Maybe it's partly due to Stafford. Maybe it's the change to Philly. I he don't. Did know. have two bye weeks? I'll give him that. Okay, I'll give him that. But my. So did gosh. Amari Cooper? You know oh, who's okay? One of my. Comeback guys of the year. So Golden Tate, no excuses for you. Wide receiver bust of the year for me. I'm
5: angry. The, the problem with Golden Tate is there was there was no consistency where that's all he had before. He finished he, he gave you a top 15 ish production every year, but it was nothing great. It was always just consistently good. Consistently wide receiver two numbers that finished as a wide receiver one. This year it's like, oh, a blip on the radar of decency, and now I suck. And, oh, a bye week, and I suck. And now I'm getting traded, and I suck. Like, come on, Golden Tate. Like, You, you look like Amari Cooper last year. Can I give you one more? This one's a bigger dud than me. You don't have to agree with uh, this one, I've got a different one. Go ahead, though. No, oh.
3: I, I'm going uh, – Now, the, the writing was on the wall for this one, but I thought he had an, another year in the tank. Maybe another two in the tank. We got
5: the same guy. I guarantee it.
3: Demarius Thomas. Yep. Yeah, Demarius Thomas was absolutely dud. I mean, he fell off the map, so far that he fell off the Broncos roster. I mean, they had to get rid of him to get value out of him because not not only was the writing on the wall, it, it was it was bold to the Denver Broncos organization. They said, we got to cut this guy. And then he goes down with the Achilles, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Demarius Thomas, just from top 10 to, Almost, I mean, you could play him at wide receiver three, but it was it, it was a stretch.
4: I will say I saw that one coming in the offseason. I,
5: I, and I didn't say I didn't
4: see it. It's just
5: that bad. That yeah, bad. bad. I mean, Demarius Thomas went from a 1,400-yard receiver over several seasons, 90-plus catches over several seasons. He was elite. Last year, 83 catches, nine nine uh, 950 yards, five touchdowns. You expected something like that this year. He finishes this year with... 59, 677, and 5. Huge disappointment. Demarius Thomas was my wide receiver disappointment. He was
3: elite just a couple years ago, and he's not extremely old. I mean, he's 31. Yeah, he's aging, but Larry Fitzgerald outplayed him at th- 7 years older now. Yeah, we're talking
4: you know, so, Hall of Famer in Larry Fitz. I don't think Demarius is a Hall of Famer, but, uh, but I get your point. He's... You know, it's too soon for him to have dropped off so far, but it happened.
3: And I only, with the torn Achilles, I mean, he's done. He should
4: be. His sec, is it?
3: It's a second torn Achilles. Oh, did yeah. He, he had one in. Uh, did he have his one college? No, he, rookie
5: season. Yeah, that was rookie. Yep. Rookie season. I thought it was before he even played. I thought it was coming out of college. He had a to torn Achilles.
4: You guys ready to uh, do some Gronk bashing at tight end? <laughs> oh, so it's unanimous. <laughs> I, I, if it's not, I, w- I want to hear the other names. There is no other name in yeah, my in my book. It's Gronk. He still was a uh, still a good tight end for you if you had him, but he he was not the competitive edge. He was not that competitive nope. depth as Niddle calls it. Uh, he just didn't get it done for you this season, as far as a uh, advantage goes. And so just, Gronk. Glad I don't own you in any leagues.
5: And there's times that you look at Gronk, you're like, he's finally healthy. And two for 21.
4: Yeah, he's, I think he's breaking down. I, mean, I think he's pulling the old Leonard Fournette on us, and he's just breaking down.
3: There, To me, there's another guy who is a bigger disappointment to me. Thank God. Let's hear it. There, There is. I, I think I, I'd have to go back to the tape. I think I had this guy ahead of Gronk. Devin Ingram. I, he was. I was it. looking at him too, so I'm with you. Evan it, Evan Ingram finished worse than Gronk. Sure. He he was worse than Gronk. He's younger than Gronk. He had the the opportunity. Now, again, we talk about writing on the wall. Uh, you, you know, he part of his elitish numbers. I don't want to say elitish number. His great numbers from 2017 was because OBJ was down, no Saquon, etc. But he was irrelevant. For a lot a lot of the season. Evan Ingram. He had some blips where he was. There were some injuries. He had some blips, but Gronk had some blips too. Uh, th- that I think Evan Ingram was a bigger disappointment from especially from a dynasty standpoint. A lot of people you might you may have traded to get Evan Ingram and given up some good draft capital or some a
1: good player to go get Evan Ingram. And he was just Drinking. terrible. I'll finish that
4: sentence for you. He was terrible. Let's hit up uh, one more offensive disappointment before we go to our IDP disappointments. And. Uh, Place kickers? Rookie. Rookie. Offensive rookie of the year. Disappointment. Rojo. Rojo, who got drafted between picks two and five in rookie drafts. Absolute disappointment. I... He's my, definitely my rookie bust of the year because not only did he. Look like he cost you top five pick in capital.
3: He doesn't even look like he has an NFL future. No, he doesn't. That's not. the saddest part of it. Yep. He doesn't even look developmentally sound. Like he just does not look athletic. Amir Abdullah 2.0. Not even that. Not even that. Yeah. Like that's how bad Roja. Like he's cuttable in year two. That's how bad he is. And I hate to hate to put it on. Peyton Barber's not a good running back, and he's miles ahead of where Rojo is. I don't believe in Rojo whatsoever, and and if you're listening, don't either. Like you got to
4: hold him because of what you spent, just in the off chance that something happens, he balks up, he he gets—he literally doesn't look look the part at all.
3: He doesn't look developmentally sound.
4: See, uh,
5: the thing about Rojo is whenever he's not active what week one week two week three you knew to cut bait on him you know you didn't know to cut bait. Freaking rashad penny the guy just he's active they're playing him in theory but he's doing
4: nothing with it at least penny had chris carson and there's chris carson truthers out there that that drafted him and picked him up in tampa bay there was very few peyton barber truthers saying like Yeah, Rojo has no chance. Peyton Barber is the man.
5: The thing about Penny, I mean, first-round draft pick, you know, the the Seahawks typically draft fairly well, and you just think, wow, finally they got a replacement for Marshawn Lynch. And they just – they're doing running back by committee, and it's not even a committee. They're just giving
4: a random guy 18 carries a game. But you got to say, Penny looks like he could – explode at any moment. Rojo just doesn't.
5: My biggest thing with Penny is uh, you, you you kept seeing, it's like, all right, this guy goes down. All right, we're going to hang on to Penny. We're going to hang on to Penny. With Rojo, you're like, he's not even active. No. Like, yeah, you know, They're playing Jaquiz Rogers. They, this guy's not going to play. and y- You held on Penny too long.
3: But the one other guy to throw in this conversation of disappointment, the, another guy who couldn't even take the job over from another undrafted I rookie. guarantee
4: it's from my team and my other guy I was looking at.
3: I'm going Royce Freeman. Oh, okay. Couldn't wrangle the job away from an undrafted rookie. Uh, But he was relevant, and he had his time. Royce Royce looks you put Royce Freeman on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's their starting running back. Oh, yeah. I agree. Or at least a 50-50 time share with Peyton Barter. Phillip
4: Lindsay's just better. I mean, sometimes you just run into a guy that can that's that can do it all philip Lindsey can do it all the
3: th- the yeah. thing about philip Lindsay, people don't realize rookie but he's like 25 like right. like he had he has experience not nfl experience obviously but he's been around he he understands Played in the xfl didn't he yeah like ah, come on <laughs> i'm, out joking, now. I'm okay. joking but he, but he's been around like he four year starter etc uh, the guy uh it speaks volumes to to philip Lindsay. More than Royce Royce Freeman disappointment, yeah. but he's a starter
4: at some point in his yeah. career. Oh yeah, Freeman Freeman looked pretty good, but I since you brought it up, I just wanted to toss in Mike Gasecki. massive rookie bust. Horrid. Uh, doesn't mean he. I mean, he showed a few flashes. It doesn't mean he's Rojo. There's no no uh, point in holding on. There there is, uh, but he was definitely very disappointing on a team that was void of playmakers. Somebody could have stepped up on Miami and ran away. Uh, being Tannehill's favorite target, Gasecki couldn't do it. Michael Gallup also was quite a disappointment. A huge disappointment. To the point where they had to give up first round picks to bring Amari Cooper in. So I think he has to be mentioned as well as offensive rookie bust. I
5: I agree in both aspects. What I will say about Gusecki is I'm definitely hanging on to him because I think Gusecki's got that that second-year breakout potential, something like an O.J. Howard, right? you know, something. Gronk,
3: I mean, Gronk took a season. But he wasn't as bad as Gusecki is is the bad thing.
5: But Gusecki's got – all the talent in the world. I mean, he's he's yeah. ultra athletic, big hands, great big hands, hands. Really, I mean, Gisecki, big old mitts, boys. Gusecki's going to be good in the NFL. He he is. There's I no, hope so. no doubt in my mind. I think that he's. You know, when we're talking in two or three years about that guy that you know won you league, a la George Kittle this year, it's going to be Mike Gusecki. All right. Let's
3: wide, talk uh, no, I was just going to say Wide receiver wise Michael Gallup Probably the biggest Disappointment But there wasn't a guy That took off Calvin Ridley being the best Andrew Miller You figured he was a, Anthony Anthony, a- Anthony Miller uh, He a, got
4: going a little bit As the season went on like D- He's Jay a de- Moore, develop- too.
3: developmental guy Christian Kirk Developmental guy DJ Moore de- the, All wide receivers Were developmental guys There Correct. wasn't a guy That was going to go in And dominate So no. there's not a cool. huge, huge diff- Sutton
4: had a chance And Calvin Ridley but, Had a chance but To But neither be one superstars. of them Were disappointments No
3: If you're talking highest Drafted wide receiver that didn't do anything. I mean, it's the guy who was probably gonna be rolled in anyway, DJ Chark. I mean, he was taken in the DJ second Chark round. That's why I did Char- it. That's why I
4: did it. All right. I you can it. move
3: on to the defensive players now. All
4: right. D line disappointment for me, just over five points a game, and we expected more was Melvin Ingram. I know he didn't have Joey Bosa on the opposite side of him for over half the season, but Melvin Ingram just did not do much for your fantasy team. He was startable because defensive linemen are hard to come by because there's only a handful, 10, maybe 12, that you really covet, if that. But Melvin Ingram was far below top 15. And just a disappointment. But no other at, no other
5: way to spin it. The argument to where you expected Melvin Ingram to be better is him and Bosa were racing to the quarterback last year at times. They were. Like, it didn't matter who had, you know, the tight end on their side. You just expected one of them to get to the quarterback. You eliminate Bosa from the equation, and all of a sudden, Ingram is completely garbage. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. biggest disappointment on the defensive line is uh is Melvin Eager. Now, I'm
3: flipping I'm flipping the switch here. A guy that we talked about a ton. By we, I mean arms. It's
4: Yannick Nagoku. <laughs> <He>, oh, <laughs> he was oh, horrible. Man. Horrible.
3: Oh,
4: that was good. Good eye <laughs> <laughs> batter. I do agree. I do good agree. eye batter on that one. Yannick. Yannick was nothing. <laughs> yannick. <laughs> yannick. <laughs> yannick. <opposite>. <laughs> yannick. Yannick. <laughs> yannick. Yannick. <laughs> <laughs> yannick. <laughs> yannick. 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 Freaking sucks. Yes.
3: Yes, he did. And he still had a guy opposite of him,
5: but back to uh, back to y'all's guy. It
3: totally dependent on Joey Bosa's, uh being there.
5: The the presence of another guy is the only reason he's going to be
4: relevant. You know what sucks though? Yannick did have eight sacks this season. It's just that's it. That's it. No, that's a specialty. No pass defenses. Being
3: a decent. Pass no forced right?
4: fumbles. Uh, just a handful of tackles for loss. Twelve. Eight of those were his sacks. And twenty two tackles. I mean, he sucked, but at the same <laughs> <You> time, <done. laughs> nothing wrong with eight sacks for your
5: team. I mean, if you literally, he just about matched what he did last year. Just last year looked like a breakout. a breakout. Yeah, we expected him to be
4: Chris Jones, not
5: Chris yeah, Jones.
4: Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Chris Jones. So All how, right. How about your linebacker? C J. Freaking Mosley, man. C J. Mosley was drafted as an elite, top five linebacker. And uh, he did not give you elite top five linebacker numbers. I don't care about the injury that happened uh, midseason, I believe. Doesn't matter. When he came back, still not elite numbers. C.J. Mosley let me down to the point to where I'm not even starting him in my 32-teamer. I was starting Kiko Alonzo ahead of him, sometimes Mason Foster. C.J. Mosley, you hurt me, bro. You hurt me deep. Yeah, heard I me. Mean, Mine, mine's
3: a guy that I've just tried to cling on to hope that that he's eventually going to take off based on talent, his forty time coming out, just the athletic intangibles that he has. And you know what? I'm done with him. It's Deron Lee. You play every down for the New York Jets, and you just you're don't behind start constantly. Started
4: out hot. But, but, but he finished as the 52nd. He's
3: not yeah. even... He's so bad. Told
4: you, Avery Williamson was the dude down there.
3: He, he's just so bad. Uh, I'm done with it. He's already proven that but he's But you just, hated
4: him in the off season, anyways. He was I, Arms was the truther, right?
3: I mean, I I, I believed that Duron Lee could be something. I thought he could be a linebacker three. He's just bad. Like, he, he just doesn't get to the quarterback H- his mama when didn't he's let him blitzing, play no and he doesn't get to the ball carrier when he's... He, He's not the guy. You said it perfectly. Avery Williamson's the guy to own there, and he's a medium, mediocrely talented uh, uh, linebacker at best than Avery Williamson. So,
4: yeah, yeah. Uh, Daron Lee is more talented but can't put it together like Avery. Avery's a better student of the game than, you know, Lee. Yeah. My disappointment in the linebacker is going to be Miles
5: Jack. So he, gets, he finally, no, like he that's finally that's gets beautiful. a full season in last year. I mean, he's hurt his rookie year. Last year he gets 65 tackles. You know, you think that he's making that step, making that leap. The Jacksonville defense as a whole is making that leap into absolute greatness in the elite category. And then he gets barely better than he did. Like, you were expecting top five, maybe at worst top ten production out of him. And he just lets you down at like 25th, 30th, something in that range. Just, you wanted, you you saw more out of him last year than he brought you this year. Yeah. These guys, all these guys
3: we're talking about, like, not draftable going forward whatsoever. Well, C.J. Mosley, I think, can, can bounce back. But uh, one guy that was disappointment due to injury, Deion Jones. Man, that dude's going to bounce back. Like, he's got top five written on him next year. One guy that fell off the charts out of the top ten, way, way out of it, Preston uh, Preston Brown's
5: done. Preston
3: Brown, yeah. Preston Brown's pretty much done. He's older, aging out, not in a good situation. He wants out of Washington. They want him out. Who knows where he ends you're up? You're
5: thinking Zach Brown. Preston Brown's in Cincinnati. Yeah, or, but, but, my, but you're talking bad. about the right player. Preston Brown is same such Basically, the exact same thing. Yeah. Both players. It doesn't right. matter. That's but Preston Washington even more yeah, so Cincinnati. than you're Zach. You're yeah. thinking Zach. You're confusing the Brown brothers, uh, as we call them.
4: I was going to say of uh, uh, both Browns are it disappointing, really, both ways. But I like Preston. And Brown take because you got Hardy Nickerson and uh old kid from Oklahoma, Texas, Jordan, Jordan, uh oh, Jordan hit no, uh,
5: Jordan Willis, <laughs> Jordan Willis is it Jordan Willis. I think it is Jordan Willis. Good you lord, got two young
4: linebackers in Cincinnati chopping at the and bit. they've
5: also got the kid out of Texas that came out last year that I was
4: your Ohio one. Yeah, the rookie.
5: Yeah, they have
4: they, they 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 no one
3: has no one has the experience. Brings brings the experience to that team. Nobody you should have
5: made him irrelevant the way that he was this year. And I know I believe an injury came along, but I mean he wasn't great before then. Not like he was before.
4: Yeah. yeah. And Montez Murphy is about done too. That that dude can't stay on the field. So Preston Brown had a chance to be, you know, really good for that team. But but again, Hardy Nickerson and uh, Jordan Evans, not Willis. Jordan Evans and Malik Jefferson's the Malik guy we are thinking about from that's Texas. Lame. They've got a young linebacker core that could step up. I don't like Preston Brown anymore either. Zach Brown, Wilson's our tight end. Or defense
5: defenseman. Defense Vin.
4: So let's get to those safeties.
5: Well, I mean, his defensive <laughs> back as a whole, I'll start it off because I don't know if anyone's going to get any worse than this for what you had last year versus what you got this year. Top five to freaking where Sean Davis finished this year. <laughs> This this should be almost. I mean unanimous. we had Sean I know all of us had Sean Davis really high as as that that I next, got one better though. That next coming in the mold of a Troy Polamalu consistent top flight production and Sean Davis just a huge letdown this he year. He was. I mean still a young guy but you just what in the world with all the opportunity he had how does Sean Davis finish as low as he does?
3: I get I don't it. know. It was bad. I get it. My disappointment. We might we might agree on this one, uh, but I'm going to say I called it. Rashad Jones. Yeah, he's my guy. He's oh, my disappointment. Not only defensive back, not only number one, mile, like miles ahead of other. The the number two guy in 2017, Rashad Jones was beyond elite uh, at the safety DB position, and uh, not irrelevant, but just a huge disappointment. In 2018, and it's probably going to remain that way. He's aging out. They got they got players back there, and, okay. and they might even move on. So, Rashad Jones.
4: Yep, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it, it definitely is Rashad Jones for me as well. Um, and I do want to throw, I got one last caller. I know we're at the end of the line with this episode. hey But rookie disappointment, Rashawn Evans. Huge rookie disappointment. Not saying that I expected a ton from him, but he gave you nothing. Like, I would have drafted him late second round as a taxi taxi uh, taxi quad taxi squad stash, uh, hoping that he would emerge amongst that fairly weak group of linebackers that Javon Brown now owns. And Rashawn Evans could not do that. We were high on him in the offseason. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Like, we liked Roquan more. But Rashawn Evans, to us, was a rock-solid draft pick as somebody that could contribute
0: uh, he number early number four.
4: Yeah. Number four. Van der Esch and I, Leonard, but I went I, I We was, liked Rashawn
3: Evans. Yeah. I was I was uh Leonard, uh Roquan, Van and then Rashawn. And I think we went
5: Roquan Vander Esch, Roquan Leonard Van Der something in that range. And then yeah. yeah, same thing with Evans. I mean
4: Absolutely God, just huge letdown. Huge letdown. And that wraps up the awards ceremony for the back row. What? What do you got? What? Oh, yeah. Well, we'll do that right after we talk to our other writer, uh, Dan Rozier. He says you need subtitles to be able to understand him. We disagree. Our Australian friend, uh, Mr. Dan Rozier. The the
5: British Texan.
4: He's Yeah, (laughs) the British Texan. He said he was ready, but we're calling him, and he's not answering. Dan, like... Eminem would say when he's eating mom's spaghetti, you only got one shot, did not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity to come on the back row show comes once in In a a lifetime, lifetime. yo. Pick up the phone. Listen, we only let Dan Cummins on here one time. (laughs) (laughs) No, Dan, please come back again. That was was our top episode of our first year of fantasy football was an episode where a stand-up comedian and greatest podcaster – Uh, of our generation came on and gave us our (laughs) biggest downloads to date. Dan, looks like your Australian technology knowledge is just not there. He did not answer, even though he said, Guys, I'm ready, call me. (laughs) Didn't happen. The British Texan. Didn't happen. Fan of the year. So the Back Row Fantasy Show, this is officially, we are one year into this thing. We started in December of seventeen. We're a year into it, and we have a fan of the year. We have a lot of guys we've met and talked to, uh, Dennis Bennett of Down and Dynasty, Andrew Harball, Brandon Nickel, uh, Frank Bonincontri, Dan Rozier, Chris Foster, uh, Matt Bruning, a lot of guys that we think highly of, Bob Miller, a lot of guys we've talked to a ton, but there, there's only one the only one he, he's the unnamed. he's the highlander he's the heisman winner of the backrow fantasy show fan club there can only be one there can only be one and we must find him we must crown him and then we must kill him
3: he knew we were going to do this before we did
4: right cuz <laughs> he knew he was our number one exactly. fan exactly listen we're like literally 5 to 10 episodes in on this little venture of ours and one guy just jumps off the page as an actual fan, I, I would say he's our first actual fan where we're like, this guy actually likes listening to us. This guy likes listening to us. And I like talking to him. Yeah, I, I love this dude. guy.
5: He's, he's a good follow on Twitter. He's very, He interacts with us really well. We post something. He shares it. And his name is...
4: Stoops. Stoops train. Stoops. <laughs> He's Stoops. my dude. And Stoops is the shit. I don't cuss that often on the show, but Stoops is the shit. We love you, Stoops. Stoops, Stoops
5: there are legitimately times that we are just not in the mood to do this. <laughs> That's not true. And, and we're like, you know what? We've got fans true. out there that, that really do want to listen to us. And you know what? You're the first one that comes to mind literally every single time. And we appreciate appreciate everything you do for us.
4: We do. And listen, whenever anyone starts a podcast and wants to get their voice on the air, the biggest thing that keeps them going and keeps them fueled is for someone to actually like what they're doing. So, like, the first time we talked to Stoops and knew that you liked what we were doing, that was it. We were like, okay, this is why people do this. This is why we're going to do this. Stoops. Stoops. You did that. Stoops. I know. I'm just so excited <laughs> to crown Stoops. If you want to crown him, then crown his ass. Stoops. He, year. Hey, he, he, he is,
5: is who, he th- who we thought he was.
4: He is who we thought he was. And he's the real British Texan. Stoops. Stoops,
5: you're the real MVP.
4: You're the real MVP. Patty Mahomes ain't got shit on you. 49 touchdowns is what... Chris Stoops has right now.
3: That's turned into a vile episode.
4: I love it. (laughs) Well, Dan, we're sorry, man. He said to give him five minutes, but frankly, we just don't have five. We'll get him on the next episode. Sorry, Dan.
5: I'm the sorry. We love you a long time.
4: We sleepy, man. It's going on midnight here. Actually, it is midnight. But, folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for giving us a really good first year. Stoops, thanks for uh, being there to to kiss on our necks when we thought that everything was going to go south. We appreciate it. Good night. Peace. Peace. See
3: this concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.